Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. I wish I knew about Upstart when I bought those 500,000 Dave LaGreca guy and girl T-shirts that I just can't sell. I am now in debt, but maybe I can get out of it with Upstart. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. The best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day, over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot in a hurry to upstart.com slash busted open to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash busted open. This is the busted open podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk everything from Wednesday night and probably the biggest thing of anything, and that's the Cody promo, getting you ready for full gear on Saturday with AEW. Speaking of legends, which I think Cody is beginning to be, we have Mick Foley in studio helping out the wrestling community and especially ODB in her food truck. And somebody who's a future legend is your Impact World Heavyweight Champion, Sammy Callahan. He breaks down impact and the business and social media. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. All right, let's get to Cody Rhodes because I mentioned Cody and, you know, he used some kind of colorful language in his promo. But man, bully. You talk about a promo that grabs your attention. You talk about emotion when delivering a promo. Cody did that last night. Without a doubt. Um, Cody's promo was... I don't even know the the right word. It, It was as close to perfect as you can get for that fan base because you listen to the crowd. He said all the right things. He took all the right shots at Jericho. 
He described uh, AEW as Ellis Island for pro wrestlers where they could experience freedom. I thought that was a phenomenal line. Um, he, he laid out the stipulation. He said what this match means to him. Um, he talked about his mom. He talked about his family. He hit all of the perfect points. And I think the biggest compliment anybody could pay Cody and Chris to an extent for the vignette they played on him last night. Somebody went on social media and said, wow, Cody's promo made me want to buy the mm. pay-per-view. Or it said they made, they made me want to buy a ticket to the show. And I retweeted it and I said, that's the greatest compliment that you can pay a pro wrestler. When a pro wrestler does something or says something that makes a fan want to buy anything, spend money on anything, you know you're doing your job the right way. Because at the end of the day, we're in the selling business. We don't, all, we don't sell in the, just sell in the ring. We sell our product. We sell our merchandise. And Dusty 101 says sell, sell, sell. Not just in the ring, but on the microphone. And that's the number one thing that Dusty taught Heyman was to constantly be selling, talk the people into the arena, make them take their hand, put it in their pocket, pull out their cash, and hand it to you with a smile on their face because they truly want to see what you're going to do. Pro wrestlers are magicians, much like a David Copperfield or any other magician. When you go to the show, you know the elephant doesn't disappear. And when you go to the wrestling show, you know you're seeing sports entertainment. Yet you still want to spend your hard-earned money on it. Why? Because somebody did a good enough job of selling you something. And that's what Cody did last night. He sold us on his match with Chris Jericho coming up this Saturday. Well, courtesy of AEW and TNT, let's listen in to what Cody had to say last night on AEW Dynamite. Chris Jericho, that is a very big if. It's not an encumbrance. It's not an albatross that is going to sit on your chest and weigh you down. It is going to vanish. You've taken to calling my lot entitled millennials. You've called me an entitled millennial bitch. You talked about my silver spoon. Gosh, it must have been so difficult being the upper class son of a famous hockey player. It is almost like we shared the exact same silver spoon, you stupid dick. You've dismissed every accomplishment I've made. You've talked about my father. Well, you call me an entitled millennial, I call you a carny succubus because the dirty secret about you. The dirty secret is you need this generation more than it needs you. And you've surrounded yourself with impressionable youth. This isn't about my dad. This isn't about the dead. It's about the living. It's about my mother. It's about my sister. It's about my wife. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to un-goddamn-deniable. At full gear. At full gear. I beat you. I become the world champion and you fall back into your circle, your inner circle, and you let them know the ground should be rumbling between their feet because the elite are coming. And when the elite and the inner circle square off, it'll be a match beyond and we are going to eat you alive. 
Everything you said is 100% correct when you listen back to that 90 seconds of that promo from last night. Because what did he say more than once, twice, three times is full gear on Saturday. Because at the end of the day, Bully, that's what he's selling is that main event match against Chris Jericho. I can't say enough good things about the promo. I really enjoyed it. The passion, the energy, completely unscripted. I had a couple of trolls hit me up on social media and go, oh, that's complete BS, bully. You know so somebody helped him with that promo. That is a Cody promo. Cody helped himself with that promo. Brody, Cody thought about that promo. He probably, probably jotted down some bullet points that he wanted to say, but that's him speaking. That's him speaking about Chris himself and his family in the way that he would like to speak about them. Um, I know that a couple of people went on social media, including Jim Cornette. I think Cornette said that it was Cody's uh, Hard Times promo. Mm-hmm. And I obviously respect Cornette's opinion a lot, especially when it comes to inside of the ring. Might not agree with everything he says, but most of the time when it comes to in-ring, Jim is dead on balls accurate. I don't think it was Cody's hard times promo because that promo was more about Cody last night and how he had to win. Hard times was more about Dusty and the fan base he was talking to. It was Dusty talking to the blue-collar men and women of the world who could experience the same hard times as Dusty. Cody's promo was phenomenal when it comes to Cody speaking about himself and this chase and what this championship means to him. I know he included his dad and his brother and his sister and his mother, but I feel like hard times touched the hearts of wrestling fans more than this promo would have. I think this promo fired up wrestling fans. It inspired wrestling fans. I believe hard times touched wrestling fans. That's not to take away anything from this promo because I went on, you know, I, I went on the old Twitter machine and told you what I thought about it. Phenomenal promo, This, but I think it differed from hard times for the reasons I gave. Well, it's definitely different. And what Jim Cornette said is that he thought it was the modern version of his dad's hard times promo. And you know what? I'd have to agree with Jim Cornette because obviously what Dusty was selling was going up against Ric Flair. What Cody was selling is going up against Chris Jericho. And you are absolutely right. He touched every fan that was watching when he cut that hard times promo back then but when you look at what we saw last night I think he was tapping into the emotions of the AEW fan I think like and and there's more to the promo he talked about AEW is like the Ellis Island for pro wrestling I think this whole movement that we've talked about this whole Wednesday night war what the AEW fan expects from this company and from Cody Rhodes I think it's pretty true in that it's the modern day dusty hard time promo nothing will ever compare to that promo but when you look at the difference in time and what aew is trying to do i think that's pretty fair wording by jim Cornette. I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that uh, Cornette's uh, opinion is wrong i'm just gonna tell you why i don't i understand the similarities but it to me it was a little different if you wanted me to buy in to, to it being more like hard times you know what i would have loved to have seen Cody do last night and this would have been so unexpected and so 
outside of the box and something that we've never seen before. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The one and only, I have the t-shirt to prove it, Sammy Callahan. How are you, Sammy? First of all, you have the old theme music. That's one strike for the day. Second of all, how am I that low in the power rankings? How am I not number one after becoming the Impact World Heavyweight Champion and beating the machine Brian Cage, who I'm pretty sure has been beat twice the entire year because he's only wrestled twice the entire year because he breaks down more than a McDonald's ice cream machine, as always. Well, (laughs) well, a couple of things. Number one... That reason. And number two is that five minutes after I did my ranking, Sammy, I completely, I, I, I have no excuse. I did go on social media and on this show and apologize. You should have definitely been on the power ranking. Who, who was above me? Natalia and Lacey Evans with that historic match in Saudi Arabia. Don't care. Should have been higher. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt winning the Universal Championship. I like The Fiend, but still should have been higher. SCU winning uh, the AEW Tag Team Championships for a first time. Oh, but since everyone's so biased, they work for AEW. They're obviously going to be ranked above me, so there's another strike on you. So you think I... Very biased. I think the entire wrestling world is biased towards the AEW thing. I'm not hating on what they're doing. They're doing great things. But I think they get a lot more praise for stuff that other people would get completely creamed about. All right. Forget about my power rankings for a second because I want to follow up on that. Because here on Busted Open, we obviously talk about Impact Wrestling. As you should. And and I Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. How the hell can we just forget about it when you brought him on the show and immediately buried him? My number six in the power rankings. So you start off by kicking him in the balls. Then when he wants to talk about it, you're like, ah, let's forget about the power rankings. No, because I think it's more important to talk about Impact Wrestling, what they're doing this weekend, and and our Impact World Heavyweight Champion. I and I did apologize, Bully. you in your face. Bully, I apologize for not having him on the rankings. Don't you know that when you apologize for something that automatically you're forgiven for what you did? Not to people like me and Sammy. Yeah, and we already we co-hosted this big thing on the Jericho Cruise last year. One of your highest listened to episodes on your little podcast radio show. And I'm still not your number one. You're wearing my shirt. I just think you're a kiss-ass, Dave. No, I, this is in my rotation. I, hi, Mick. How are you? Hey. Mick Foley's in studio. Uh, uh, yeah, Mick Foley. No, just no, random. Mick Foley just walked behind me. Callahan's emotion there. Side note: yeah. one of my top five wrestlers of all time, Mick Foley. Thank you, Bubba. You can be my number six because that's a number they like to throw out. <laughs> Before we bring Mick, Mick in. Foley's my number one uh, cheap uh, Terry Funk ripoff. He's my number one. He's my all-time number one. We love Mick for that. Mick just walks in studio, steals your thunder, Sammy. No, like, I, no big deal. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Mick Foley was scheduled to come on at this time. Sammy Callahan is the one who showed up early. I do what I want. I'm the draw. How you doing, Mick? Are we off the air? No, no, no we're, we're on, on the air. We're on the air. Just... Dave already tried to feed me booze this morning because that's the proper thing to do. Yeah, it's a Polish piece. Oh, there's the cans. <laughs> there we go. I can hear okay. Oh, so so Bubba was, uh, he was either bad-mouthing me or, or telling the exact truth. Did he say I was a Terry blatant Terry Funk ripoff? Yeah, he just did say that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I'm okay with that. But as far as blatant Terry Funk ripoffs go, 
I'm pretty good. <laughs> Damn, Damn good. good. <laughs> <laughs> He's about number six on the power ranking of Terry Funk ripoffs. <laughs> Jake Roberts told one. me a wise man knows where to steal his material. And so, uh, yeah, I dipped into the funk au revoir <laughs> over the years. And then the key is you make it your own, you know? So uh, only uh, a real uh, wrestling scientist like uh, uh, Bubba or Brother uh, <laughs> could. Don't call me Brother Ray. <laughs> That's so old. I never know what the legalities were. One time you cut a promo on me because I, I, I got held up. I was taking my son to a magic game. And I'm at uh, I'm at TNA, and I had to go back, and we're ready to race. Okay, let's go. I just did my promo, and they're like, "No, you you called him Bubba." So I had to come. I had to wait until the show was over to do wild lines and brother, brother. So make up your mind, pick a name, and stick with it. Yeah, it's bully. Okay, it's it. bully. Got it. And, and speaking of stuff that gets stolen in wrestling, like you got to make it your own. But I have. I'm not usually the person to put anyone over, but I've talked to you in the past uh, on a personal level. You and Terry Funk are two of my biggest inspirations in professional wrestling. I've stolen so much from you, even one of your finishing moves. So, <laughs> you know, and I, you reached out to me, said, "Can you, can I, you know, what do you think of me using it?" I said, "I'm just going to put a disclaimer that's a disclaimer. It's a dangerous move, you know. But uh, if you know what you're doing, opponents know what you're getting yourself into. Go for it." And so what was ironic was that you were on the TNA show using the Cactus Driver, and then I would show up in WWE. I might be a little off on the timelines. It might not be the exact same timeline, but I would see Wade Barrett going bang, bang, and then dropping an elbow off the side of the apron, and Cole and Bradshaw wouldn't acknowledge that oh. it was me. And I'm like, I'm in your Hall of Fame, and I'm here. <laughs> People love them so make People are it. chanting bang, bang, and they're like, they won't acknowledge us. So, yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, go up. Yeah, use that move. You do it really well, and it's uh, propelled you to great heights. And uh, uh, tonight, you were looking for a big a big event. And this is a great, not clumsy segue into the subject <laughs> of ODB, right? Yes. I mean, I know she was uh, she was really knocked out by the fact that uh, TNA was doing the Impact Wrestling was doing this for her. And they're donating the the ticket receipts? All from, of it. All hundred percent. Hundred percent. People can talk all the crap they want about Impact Wrestling, but Impact Wrestling's a family, specifically right now. The group behind the scenes yeah. right now. It's not like a lot of fighting, not a lot of bickering, not a lot of politics, not a lot of bullshit. It's people going in there and all working together for a common goal. And ODB was That's one of the wrestling. biggest influential people. <laughs> I want politicking. In the knockouts division, so why wouldn't we do something like this? That's her? awesome, man. Uh, and she'll be there on hand, right? 100%. That's cool. And uh, Her food truck's awesome. I food, eat at it whenever well, I've seen it. Well, this is one of the points I made in, a, in an article with Scott Fishman. Mm -hmm. And I think, Dave, you and I may have addressed this before. It's one of the most difficult. You don't know because you're the draw and you're currently on top of your game but when you get out of the wrestling business one of the biggest challenges is trying to find something in life that makes you feel like you did when you were in the ring and so anyone who's seen odb at the truck like she's in her element there right she's working 14 hour days but she's got the behind the scenes all the, the, the prep and the the shopping and the cooking the preparing but then she's also like her own one-man host. She she's works in the food truck. Yeah, she works in the food truck, and then she comes out, and she does the meet-and-greet. She's got the 8x10s available all day. 
And it's like, here's somebody who's a, it was a, a, a legendary figure in our business, should have had a better lot in the business than she got. She was ahead of her time. If WWE, I'll go on record to say, if WWE had made the call back then, if they'd understood that, yes, there absolutely positively was a market for uh, for what Jesse was doing, she would have been a, a you know one of the precursors to the uh, uh, the women's revolution. And so now we see her as a wrestling family. We see her struggling. Her her her, her food truck went up in flames, and we're in a position where we could do something about it. So thank you to uh, Impact Wrestling. And uh, I know you're beating me. De- December this is December seventh. December tenth is what I have officially designated ODB Appreciation Day, but there's no reason that people can't show their appreciation right now. So I think between uh, the gate receipts and what I'm doing in San Jose on the 10th, yes. where I'm donating... She's going to get a sick chop. Yeah, man. yeah. But we're st- I don't know if we're going to get her there completely. Like, we're, we're going to get her way over halfway, I think. Uh, she's at 15000 She needs 50000 It'd be nice if... Uh, People from around the community just uh, sent in. I'm asking for $10 donations on November 10th or $11.10 or $1,110. That sounds like a LaGreca donation. <laughs> no, I am going to make a donation, and you're right. We're roughly at 31% of the goal, but you have what's going on to, with ODB Appreciation Day with Impact Wrestling in Queens, New York. Your show that's coming up that you're going to be donating. And I'm asking the Busted Open Nation to do the same. Go to Indiegogo.com and definitely try to give at least something so we can get closer and closer to this goal. You know what? Let's do the uh, the, the, the the viewing party with uh, the hardcore legend for $5,000. So somebody donates five grand, i will show up anywhere in the country. I'm not going to lie, I might you. do that. You might do that? I might do that. <laughs> Sammy, I'll split it with you and we can beat the crap out of him when he walks in the front door. <laughs> Love it. We'll film it, put it online, get a bunch of hits. We'll make residuals off of it easily. I'm not selling it. I will be your... I'll be the old school crusher refusing to go down for the new talent. <laughs> Wouldn't even take a knee. Do you remember those days? Comes in as a special guest. The guys, the current guys, try to get heat on him. Wouldn't even take a knee. Then couldn't, Mick randomly couldn't. beats our ass. We just stood there like wasn't expecting that. I go. Let's go for it. Book it. But seriously, uh, we'll put that out there too. If okay. somebody wants the. Uh, uh, you know, it's a $5,000 and I show up and I bring the wings and the pizza anywhere in the uh, in the United States. And I'm glad you're doing this, Mick, and I'm glad that Impact Wrestling is doing this as well because we try to promote that here on Busted Open, that this is a community, and why not help within the community? And, and she has given so much to the fans, and like you said, you know, Sammy, the food truck is just unbelievable, and she was into it. She loved it. She made the transition. This is something that she truly was great at and wanted to do, and to see this happen, I'm glad that the community is rallying around her. 100%. Great human being, and I don't like a lot of people. You don't? You like Grado. I know you have the Grado hat on. I do like Grado. Grado is a national treasure to anywhere he might be at that time of day. You have them on national treasure level? 100%. I completely over you, Dave. I wouldn't throw you in a, a dumpster fire if I put you out if you're on water fire. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you just looking at uh, me with your beady little eyes right whoa. now are getting me so... They nice. are beady, aren't they? <laughs> they Boy, wait, oh, my had, God. Mick got, sounds like Tommy Dreamer now. I was going to say, we got Tommy Dreamer in studio. Tommy, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Where is fat-ass Dreamer? I show up and he doesn't show up? <laughs> 
Tommy's actually lost some weight since he the last time he saw him, He tried to steal my cake Sammy. last week on television. Actually, I think he did. I think while he was outside the ring, he was actually eating some of that cake. That, that's why he didn't win the match. <laughs> Weighs you down. Distraction by cake. And Mick, I have to say this. I no. thought I had the best shirt. I don't know if you've seen it. I have a uh, Mike Action Jackson t-shirt uh, actually autographed by Mike Jackson. <laughs> and I thought I had the best t-shirt here in the studio, but you... Not even close, Not even. Rebecca. You have a Santo Claus t-shirt on. It's that. amazing. Only a Hall of Famer I like the away. fact that he wears my shirt and puts it over it, brings an extra shirt because my shirt isn't good enough. <laughs> Well, this is all That's Dave That's what being Dave LaGreca is all Sammy, about. Sammy, I'm wearing your shirt. I can't wear that shirt. It's autographed. You should have brought a second Sammy shirt. I would have autographed it for you. You could have carried that one around because I guess we're just carrying around random extra shirts nowadays. He would have sold it on eBay, Sammy, that cheap son of a bitch. I do suffer from lack of funds, Sammy. You host our podcast. It's a it's a Sirius XM satellite radio show. And it is a podcast. podcast too. I was above my time on that. I called out the podcast two years ago and now you have a podcast. Mick also talk I wanted to get you in, Sammy. I appreciate the compliments. Mick, I also want to Sammy, wanted to talk about <laughs> Sammy the nice you're supposed to wait until you retire to get bitter and cynical. <laughs> You're on top of the world, Jim. Yeah, yeah, you're a champion. What Smile do you care? A little bit. What do come you on, care? Come what, on. I, what do you care what I ranked you on my power rankings? You're the champion. So it's what? The eyes. So what? I had you at number six. That you you are a champion, Sammy. Not your champion. Wait, I've got a uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary. I just looked up the word beady, and there's a photo of Lagreca's eyes in there. So. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Sammy, you are the draw. You're the face of the franchise. You're the champion. You're going to be headlining and main eventing in Queens, New York tonight at the Melrose Ballroom. What do you care that I had you at number six on my power rankings? Well, that doesn't really mean anything to me because New York kind of sucks. It's not Ohio. The traffic's well, terrible. And hey, every time I come here, I Sammy, want to jump speaking off of Ohio, road. this seems like a nice place for me to jump off and segue into my four shows in Ohio. Please Ooh. do. <laughs> you like that, Bubba? <laughs> Professional. You got to have the antenna out, right? I heard Ohio, <laughs> and I'm jumping in, man. I'm uh, jumping oh, in. Oh, wow. The, the nice day tour. I'm thinking of calling this the show that's not quite as good as the last show, but still a pretty good show tour. <laughs> At least you're honest. I believe that was Bubba's first T-shirt. The guy who's not quite as good as Cactus Jack. <laughs> but as, as far as pale imitations go, it's pretty good T-shirt. Big seller. Uh, but yeah, I, I hit Columbus, uh, Cleveland, Toledo, and Dayton, and uh, the merch, not the ticket sales for those four shows, and Pittsburgh on the 25th. I do uh, Columbus on the 19th, Cleveland on the 20th, Toledo on the 21st, Dayton on the 24th, uh, Pittsburgh on the 25th, and the merch, and what's cool about the merch is if you give, I really believe, if you give our community, the wrestling fans, a, a reason, you know, like a reason to get involved then they will. Like, if there's just the, the slightest bit of a, like, a good cause and a community feeling, they'll get involved. So, uh, I mean, I know what I, I this dates back, Bubba, uh, you, you, you might want to tune in here. When I found out that my uh, favorite uh, adult film star from the 70s was on Tough Times and uh, and she needed about five grand to get her out of a homeless situation and into an apartment, and I just... Uh, I was thinking of doing a loan, and then I just walked out on stage in Texas, and I said, you know what? 
Porn stars don't go without homes in Mick Foley's America. <laughs> Not on my watch. And I knew what I normally brought in, right? You know, per head, you know, you get a, a rough estimate. And that night I brought in about four times because I think on that occasion what I did was I tapped into the hidden guilt that all men have for knowing they should be paying someone something for what they're watching. <laughs> And this, not that I'm trying to, you know, uh, align uh, ODB with the adult arts, but uh, I Too think if, <laughs> when we bundle the the shirt and the sock and the the autograph for forty bucks, uh, I had one show in uh, Wichita Falls that was lightly attended, uh, but half of the people there got the forty dollar package, and we were able to raise uh, twelve hundred dollars uh, for ODB in a small crowd. So when it comes to the bigger crowds, like. Uh, the one we have on on hand in San Jose and Pittsburgh, Columbus, I, I think we can really uh, ratchet those numbers up there and get her uh, within striking distance. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Now that a legend has left the building, now we can get to this ass kicking. Well, you are a legend as well. There's still a legend. Is in it the building. Dave or David? You could go either. Whatever why is you're it, comfortable why with. is it David on uh, your your Twitter? It well, I mean, me. my God given name is David, but people call me Dave. You know I don't what like it, is. it. I like Dave better. Okay, so well, call me Dave. Bully calls me Dave. Only only my mom and my wife call me David. Oh, then I'm gonna call you David because I feel like we're on that level now. I, I would Sammy, think. Let me. Uh, all right, all right. Let me. I want to ask Sammy a serious question because, Sammy, about a year ago, me and you had a conversation. We were at a uh, we were at a House of Glory show together, and we were talking, and you were telling me about how Impact uh, was treating you, and you were very happy with the treatment there. There's got to be a certain level of you got to feel good about yourself for sticking around with a company that believed in you so much. And you got to feel good about yourself, about, you know, with, with what you just said about, you know, you felt like a bitch in uh, WWE. You felt like you were walking on eggshells. You got to feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off your shoulders and you finally got to where you truly wanted to be. Would that be accurate or not? 100%, but I'm not a very complacent person, so it still isn't good enough. Sure, on my resume now, uh, when you really look back at it before I signed Impact Wrestling, I could have went to a lot of other places. I had a lot of other offers. Hell, a week before I debuted for Impact Wrestling, I did a month-long tour of New Japan. Uh, the world was my oyster, and I picked Impact Wrestling because, A, I was a huge fan of Impact Wrestling when I was younger, and I wanted to see Impact Wrestling strive because wrestling needs competition. And my main goal when I came into this company was not only to be the world heavyweight champion eventually, it was I wanted to be one of the people that helped fix this company because that's something no one can ever take away from me. And I think I've done exactly just that. Why? Why did you want to help fix it? Just because you were a fan of it? Because winning a world championship is all fun and cool and all, but that's someone having enough faith in you and giving you that prop. For me, Really digging in deep and being one of the reasons that fans actually turned back into Impact Wrestling was the main important thing on me. You know, Sammy, when we talk about your career 
And I, I kind of don't want to look backwards on it because I think what you've been able to accomplish, especially over the last year, has been tremendous. Yeah, we're just getting started, man. I'm still a young boy. No, you are. You are. You're still very young. Um, and I say it on the show, and I mean it when I say it, is that, and we talked about it. I had a conversation with Bully about it, and I had a conversation with Mark Henry about it. I said the one guy for me that's must-watch TV is Sammy Callahan. And, you know, you talked about, like, when we did the show together on the Jericho Cruise, you do bring people in. You are a storyteller, not only on the ring, but on the microphone. And now given the the platform and the opportunity to be a champion, I know you've always had confidence in yourself and you knew that you would be in this position. But what is it like for you to finally be in that position? Do you look at it like redemption or do you look at it like, hey, this is where I was supposed to be from day one and let's see what's going to happen I next. think it's 100% the latter. This is where I was supposed to be since day one. Not a lot of other people may have believed in me in the past, but I've busted my ass for the, for the last pretty much 15 years to go from being a 320-pound fat kid that never had a chance to being one of the most talked-about wrestlers on the planet today because that, there was no other option for me. There was no option of failing. Once I found out NXT wasn't working, I got the hell out of there and I went somewhere else to prove exactly who I am because I wasn't just complacent sitting around and collecting a paycheck. Money isn't everything for me. Being able to be creative, being able to really sink my teeth into something is the biggest avenue of anything I want in professional wrestling. And being one of the people that actually makes a change is more important than this belt right now. Uh, the day after or the night of you won your championship on social media. A lot of people went out there and congratulated you. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa put you over for it, and you basically told him to go to hell. Backstory with him? Heat with him? No, I've known Tommaso for years now, and I don't really have an issue with Tommaso. Me and Tommaso has been through some trenches together, but at the end of the day, I didn't do this for anyone's gratification. I don't need anyone's accomplished thank yous or good jobs like because this is where it's supposed to be from day one. I don't do stuff for other people's opinions of me to change. I do stuff for my own. Very good, Sammy. Very good. Sammy, one thing that we've talked about, too, on the show, and Bully has always talked about intergender wrestling, and I've never been a fan of it. I, I just It was just not something that, that I, I wanted to say. And, that, and that's on you, but here's the problem right now. Instead of, and I'm not saying you're one of these people, but instead of just, you know, not watching it, if it's not your cup of tea, people want to bitch about it. There is so many different avenues of professional wrestling that people can watch and enjoy right now, but the but we're in a civil war of wrestling where all anyone ever wants to do is bitch and say, this ain't wrestling, or this ain't wrestling, or this is my opinion of wrestling. But at the end of the day, it's just flavors of ice cream, and with Impact Wrestling, it's a buffet. They're going to have a little bit of comedy, a little bit of technical, a little bit of high-flying, a little bit of Japanese strong style, a little bit of intergender, but at this point, I don't consider it intergender. We're in 2019. We want equality. So why is it not just professional wrestling? Well, I like what you said there because I wasn't a fan until I saw what happened between you and Tessa. Yeah, I'm really good at professional wrestling. I, I, I know that. That's why you're the champion. But I, but again, I never spoke poorly of it. It's just that when Bully would ask me about it, I wasn't a fan. Again, until I saw that feud between you and Tessa. And it's a story that's still being told. And it's just heating up. Yeah, it's, it's just... She it's, wants to come out and ruin my moment at the end of the show. Like, I didn't even know that was going to happen. It just happened at the end of the day. I'm supposed to have my moment, my grand moment of being Impact World Champion and someone in the trunk sit her out. So that's bullshit in my part. Another reason why I'm not a big fan of Tessa Blanchard right now. Sammy, if, if you and Tessa are going to get this on, 
Are you going to bring it with the same level of physicality that you would bring with the men? I think I've done that every single time I've stepped in the ring with her because if we want equality, I'm not going to wrestle her any different than anybody else. So you're saying if women want equal rights, they're going to get some equal lefts too, huh? 100%. I think that's how it has to be because if I wrestle down or if I uh, dumb my style down for someone else, that's not true equality. We want true so, equality in 2019, and I'm going to be the one person giving. I may be vilified. Oh, you're, you're picking a fight with a girl. No, I, I should be praised right now because I'm one of the only people to step up and go, you know what? We want equality. I'm going to give it to you. So you're saying that you have no problem with Tessa stepping into the men's division as long as she can work up to your level, and if she can't, get out of the way. Yeah, if she can, I'll eat her ass up. Nice. Well, Greg, jump on that one. Well, because well, in two weeks on Impact Wrestling, there's going to be a huge five-person elimination challenge, and I say five-person elimination challenge because Tessa is going to be a part of that match along with Rich Swan, Elgin, Moose. Daga. So this is a big match. And again, we're going to see some of that. You have some of the best professional wrestlers on the planet today in that match. And if she can somehow win that, I'm all for it. She deserves to be in the ring with me at the next pay-per-view if that's the way that it goes down. All right. So judging from what you're saying, is that who you want to see win that match? Because that's who you want to be in the ring with next. I don't give a damn who I'm in the ring with because I think I've proven that night in and night out. Whoever I'm in the ring with, I'm going to have the match of the night or one of a match of the year candidates and get people talking. You could put me in the ring with a paper box and I'd somehow make it an interesting enough match that people would be talking about it the next day. Uh, Sammy, uh, we, we, you know, we take, we make fun of dreamer. We, we, you know, you, you, you were poking some fun at him the other night, uh, dreamer part of the show. He's got a good mind for the business. How much is dreamer helping out with the creative process and do a lot of the younger wrestlers take to him and listen? hundred percent. And I think there's always going to be that little bit of pushback from a younger generation because they don't like being told what to do. But dreamer is one of those guys that he's always going to step up and say his piece, whether you like it or not. But uh, I think that's one of the biggest issues with wrestling right now. I think the new generation does not understand how to take criticism. And they believe their own hype online with what all the fans are saying instead of the people that's paved the way for this business for us. How are you when it comes to veterans giving you um, some, you know, some help or criticism or critiquing you? I take that advice to heart every time because these are people that pave the way. Even if I don't like someone, I respect what people's done for this business and I'm always going to hear them out. But at the same point, there is that time where I'm going to push back a little bit because if you're coming to me and you're going to give me advice, I'm going to take that advice and I'm going to take it to heart. But at the same point, I like to debate things. I like to be told why I'm doing something or why someone has an issue with it. And if you out-debate me and tell me why your way's right, I'm going to believe it every day of the week. Do you find that a lot of the last generation of professional wrestlers or or people in creative have been a little bit too negative about what's going on in 2019? 100%, I think. Why do I say 100% all the time? I always do that in interviews. But uh, one of the main things is I think with what we have as a society now, with social media, people don't see the big pictures. They think just because they have 4,000 followers on Twitter and a bunch of fans are kissing their ass that they're untouchable and they're perfect and they're these big stars. But when it really boils down to it, you're not as big of a star as you think you are. So you're saying a lot of the guys and gals out there are being worked by their own Twitter? 100%. And I think that's every different company in wrestling. 
No one can just, uh, you know what, say thank you for everything that the generation before us has done for this business. It always has to be a fight, and it always has to be someone being like, oh, well, I'm this champion in this independent company. Oh, yeah, I don't give a shit what champion you are in an independent company. It's not for a major company. And just because there's 500 people at an indie show chant your name doesn't mean the masses of the world know who the hell you are. And, Dave, to take you behind the curtain a little bit more uh, with our listeners, also what Sammy is getting to is it's become unfortunate with a lot of younger wrestlers, and I have seen this with my own eyes many, many times. Uh, a wrestler will come back after their match, and instead of seeking out um, uh, a veteran for help or what they could have done differently or could have done better, they're immediately running to their social media just to get feedback from fans to see who's put them over and burying them. That's not going to help. It's always nice later on to to, to find out you know uh, what people are saying and whether they enjoyed it or not. But younger wrestlers should always be seeking out veterans who have been there and done that, who can help them get to the same level that that veteran is. And I hate that. And I hate there's so many kiss asses in the back where you might have a mediocre match and then you walk to the curtain. They're like, that's, oh my gosh, that was so good. That's not how people grow. It, there is very rarely I come back after one of my matches and actually liked it or think it was perfect. And then people come up to me and kiss my ass and be like, that match was so great. And you know what I do? Instead of making a scene in the back, I avoid all those people. I walk through the curtain. I, every match, I go off in a corner by myself to reflect on what just happened because I don't want any kiss asses to misconstrue what I'm going through in my head, whether I liked it or whether I didn't. I don't need anybody to tell me how a match was, how good it was or how bad it was. The people will tell me how good or bad it was. And you're so right, Sammy. You come back through that curtain and everybody wants to kiss your ass. They want to lie to you and then stab you in the back once it's all over. I always had a lot more respect for the guys that pulled me on the side and said, Bubba, let me tell you what you could have did better. Don't tell me what I did good. People popped for what I did good. Pull me on the side and tell me how I could have built to the hot tag better. Pull me on the side and tell me why the psychology couldn't be better. Don't blow smoke up my ass. I hate that. And that's one of the things. Listen, this is one of the reasons people like me, and this is one of the reasons people hate me. It's because I am so brutally blunt and honest with fellow wrestlers. Hey, Bubba, how is my match? It sucked. It wasn't good. Here's how you can make it better. A lot of people in this business can handle it because there are too many people, as you said, Sammy, that are just blowing smoke up everybody else's ass and the fans on the internet is worse i see wrestlers all the time that are training people that have never made it to any dance ever and they they get all these different fans in different areas to kiss their ass and be like oh why aren't these people on the show they're the best i'm not going to put this until these people get on the show and when you really look at it you're like no these people aren't on better shows because they suck and they shouldn't be training anybody Sammy, let me ask you this, because we're obviously on a Thursday show. We're talking a lot about AEW and NXT. You know, Tuesday nights, Impact Wrestling on Access TV. I mean, again, a major step up for you in the show. And then you also have NWA. A lot to choose from as a wrestling fan. But what do you think about what's going on between NXT and AEW? Because that's really where you have two shows on at the same time. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you have a, an opinion about that? I don't think about that. Sure, I watch every style of wrestling. But at the end of the day, I'm worried about Impact Wrestling. I don't really give a shit what WWE or AEW is doing at the time because I'm worrying about what I'm doing at the time. I'm, it's always what could what what company's better what company's this what company's this i think we're all pretty much on equal playing fields at this point and there's something in a different flavor every style wrestling fan out there right now 
next step for uh, uh, next step for Impact, Sammy. You guys got on access. I'm hoping to see good episodic weekly television. You guys seem to be off to a good start. I'm hoping to see the impact that was on Spike TV years ago when when TNA was hitting on all cylinders. But on a personal level for you, what would you like to see happen next within the company? What does Impact need to do to continue to garner the interest and the appreciation of the fans out there? I think they got to continue to push the envelope on which they've been doing. I think Impact Wrestling, there might not been as much eyes on the product as there should have been over the past year before we got this new television deal. But over the past year, we've had some of the best television in all wrestling. And I truly believe that, not just because I want to kiss ass and I work for the company, but I truly believe that there's wrestling fans and the entire world has always said the best era of wrestling was the attitude era we want the attitude era we want stuff like that but no company will do that because they're so afraid of offending someone or pissing someone off or quote-unquote triggering someone impact wrestling is the only company on a national scale right now that will actually push the envelope which will actually give people a little bit more adult-oriented material like it's not a company for for little kids even though kids can enjoy the product it's a company it's a company for 18 to 40 year old wrestling fans that wants wrestling of old and that's the key demographic and i think the biggest thing and i'm not just saying this cuz you're in studio and this is not a knock on brian cage we talk a lot about brian cage crazy athletic and, and sick sorry, in the ring sorry to cut you off i th- the biggest problem is i'm i'm just so sick of every company out there instead of sticking to their guns they want to apologize for everything if anyone pisses off a fan or anyone pisses off anything why can't heels be heels and baby faces be baby faces why do we got to apologize for anything people wanted me to apologize over the bad incident people wanted uh aew to apologize over the chair incident people's always wanting to apologize for anything when no fan deserves a a apology from me or any other professional wrestler because that's what they are they're fans and watching and should enjoy the product and if they don't enjoy it just turn it off you know, this whole apology thing is so true, Sammy. You know, it, it goes on entirely too much in the world of pro wrestling. People are um, afraid. And, 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 yeah, and, but it just recently happened in the world of Hollywood. I mean, just yesterday, didn't Lady Gaga and that uh, and uh, that Bradley Cooper have to come out and tell people that, listen, our song that we together was staged. We're not really in love. Everybody thinks we're so in love. Like, they, they worked people so well that they worked everybody into a shoot – but then they had to apologize for it. I hate that. Let, let, you're, you're, you're giving away the trick. And I agree with you, Sammy. We're apologizing in wrestling entirely too much. I'm a performer. Here's what I'm going to do. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. Why should I ever have to apologize for my art? And I think you believe the same way. And, I, and I'm in complete agreements. Yeah, my whole job is to be hated and be a vile human being. Why am I going to apologize to anyone? That's the role that I play at this current time in professional wrestling. Uh, You don't see movies like Django Unchained and certain things being said and that offend people and people don't go on like, I apologize as an actor that I'm sorry that I said that in a movie. No, because we're supposed to dispend the disbelief of people, but people can't accept that anymore. People want instant gratification. They just want their favorites to win. They don't like long-term stories. Storytelling, even though that's what they beg for, because anytime you do long term, so you, you look at the, the the Seth Rollins Fiend thing, and because the Fiend didn't go over as an uproar the next day, like why can't people just enjoy a story and realize the good guys can't win all the time, and the whole purpose is to take you through a roller coaster of emotions. It's not just going to be all happy all the time. Yeah, but I think what people have to realize is that you're you're judging this by 
internet. You're judging. You're judging this by social media. That's, social media that's rules the, the world. But that's though, the but that's the vocal minority. I don't think Dave. I don't think Dave, people think Dave, that. Pre- presidents got elected because of social media. What Sammy's saying is right. So social media rules the world right now. You get tried in the court of public opinion, and it's called Twitter. You say one thing or do one thing wrong, you're instantly the worst person on the planet, and you should be deleted from existence. And I don't believe in that. Not any human being ever in society has been 100% good or 100% bad all the time. It's shades of gray. And people need to realize, as human beings, people make mistakes. And I apologize for the mistakes that I've made in my life, but at the same point... I don't believe anyone should micromanage someone else's life and believe that they are better than them for any reason. They deserve an apology. And, and like, if you take your incident with the bat because you brought it up, like the best only thing apology, to happen to my career. Exactly. And if there was, an, if, if there was a, a quote-unquote apology that needed to happen, that is between you and Eddie Edwards behind closed doors. If you decided to say I'm sorry to one another, or if you decided to punch each other in the face, that's the way it goes in pro wrestling. No apologies on social media. The last person you apologize to on social media is Eddie Edwards, and the second to last person you apologize to is the fans because you have nothing to apologize about. Okay, uh, if did, did Owen Hart apologize publicly to Steve Austin? No. Did they we went ever out get there a press? Made business. Exactly. Did we ever get a press release? Did, was there ever a sit down interview? No. And what Owen Hart did to Steve Austin, that quote unquote mistake, was a lot more devastating than whatever happened with your bat. But that's so my apology- point, bully. But that's my point because if there was social media back then, there would have been that uproar. That's why I think I think we put way too much stock in what's going on on social. Way too much stock. It's whether or not you give into that uproar. Too many people are giving into the uproar these days. It's because they turn on their social media and like, oh my God, a hundred people just tweeted me to uh, uh, th- that I need to apologize. You know how you get around that? Don't respond. Yeah, and people. Of the masses now, for the most part, are pieces of shit. Like, I have friends that have made mistakes and been pretty much tried on social media, even though people don't know any parts of any story. And I see people telling this person, oh, I hope you die. I hope you actually get injured in the wrestling ring. I had people, when I hit Eddie Edward with the bat, tell me, I hope you walk out on the street and get hit by a bus. Like, why are we in a society right now? I, I, I was listening to the, the Joe Rogan podcast with Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller, and he's talking about the main thing with people right now is people get off on being negative and making other people negative. It's a fetish at this point. It's crazy. But the point I wanted to make, though, is and you get you getting emotional like you are right now. I think that's really going to take Impact Wrestling to the next level because you are the champion. You are the face of the show. And as I was saying, Brian Cage, amazing athlete, tremendous wrestler, but he wasn't able to really get the emotional interest from the people who watch that show or the people in the crowd. Sammy, you're somebody that can do that. I connect with people. That, that's what I mean. Whether they love you or hate you, that's really going to take this show to the next level. I don't, I'm not fucking around when I say that the reason I tune in to Impact Wrestling every week is to see you. You are that must-watch guy. I'm not just saying I've said that when you're not even in studio. I've said that before. Because you garner interest. You garner emotion. I really think you're going to be the guy that's going to take this show to the next level. And also, it helps that you are now on Access TV. 100%. And I'm one of those guys that I paved my own way. I didn't follow the rules. I didn't just 
allow myself to be beaten down and made my love of the business just corrupt. No, what I did is I, I created my own future and anyone can do that at this point, but I will start a revolution and I will live on in infamy, either if it's for the right reasons or if I go down as being a legend for all the wrong reasons. But at the end of the day, no one's going to say that I was fake and I wasn't myself and I didn't do my own thing. I'm either going to fail as myself or, or succeed as myself. All right, tonight, yeah, to, go ahead. I just I'm, want to ahead. ask him one thing. Sammy, you're very honest, and I appreciate that. You believe in your convictions. You believe in yourself. Are there people in the locker room that you find yourself butting heads with because of your very aggressive outlook on the way you present yourself um, in and out of the ring? Uh, to be honest, if, if it does, I don't truly know about it, but I am very vocal about my opinions. I am very vocal about if I think something's wrong. But if, if, if someone doesn't like me for that, that's their own loss. And I'm not going to lose sleep over one of my colleagues or a fan not liking me because at the end of the day, I'm one of the realest sons of bitches in this business right now, and I'm never going to change But are myself. there guys that you don't gel with because of that? 100%. I think that's any aspect of life. You're always going to have people they don't gel with. Not every one person is completely liked or hated. All right. All right, tonight, tomorrow night. Like, I feel, honestly, if me and you would have been in the same locker room back in the day, we would have either loved each other or hated each other. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with loved each other because I think you're one of those guys who had that passion, drive, and no bullshit attitude that would have fit into ECW. And that's, that's my barometer for everybody. Because ECW was the purest company that ever existed. And, could, and whether or not a guy could have survived in that company is how Passion. I judge them. I think, you would have, I think you would have survived. So we would have got along. I mean, I would have put you through a table, but you would have survived. And you guys would have did karaoke afterwards. It's great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, tonight- you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come down to Queens tonight and visit you. I think you should. Last time you showed up in there- Queens, you attacked me. Yeah, but we became friends after that, so maybe now I'll jump the rail and hug you. But then I kicked you in the dingaling right afterwards. So. Right in the My dingaling. Dingaling's Kick up. In- dingaling's down. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, tomorrow oh, night. I popped the game. That was pretty good. In the Melrose Ballroom, again, New York City. Again, tonight, tomorrow night, ODB Appreciation Day. 100% of the proceeds going to help out ODB with her food truck at that cooking again. Sammy, it's always a pleasure. I mean, you don't have to leave. And, but and, don't, and don't just come because of that. Come for that, but also come because we have one of the most badass wrestling shows on the planet right now. God, I can't wait to see you. So you get to help a charitable cause, and you get to see badass wrestling. It's a win-win situation. Melrose Ballroom, tonight and tomorrow. Be there. There's still a couple tickets remaining. Get some tickets because hmm. they will be hot. Hmm. Yeah, bully. Hmm. No comps for bully, though. If you come, I know a great little place down the road that has the best gyro I've ever had in my life. All right. Well, uh, best. Oh, gyros. Ah, uh, gyro, gyro, tomato, tomato. Gy- gyros right. in Queens? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, awesome. LaGreca, how come you're not going to the show? I was. Nobody invited me. Well, here's your oh, formal translation. Invite. Nobody gave you free tickets. Yeah, nobody gave me free Ross, <laughs> make sure LaGreca gets tickets to the show tonight so I can beat his ass in front of everybody. Well, for charity, you know. I'll do anything for charity. You know that. I'm a giver. For the, for the kids. Yeah, for the kids. Sammy. Do you want to have a boxing match with me? 
Yes! Celebrity boxing, Sammy Callahan, David right. Greco. Right. Is, is, is that when we put on those big uh, sumo suits? No, we're going gloves. <laughs> no, that's that's Tommy. That's a match versus Tommy. All right, wait, that's wait, just wait. Tommy with a T-shirt. All right, wait a second here. This, this is something, I think this is something we can do here. So, like, do you wear the really big gloves? I w- I'm trying to make sure I don't get hurt. We'll do really Not big- like Foxy Boxing, Dave. <laughs> is it like Foxy Boxing, though? <laughs> we'll, we'll go gloves. But they'll be a they'll be a little bit bigger than a normal resolution. But I'm not wearing the giant gloves. All right. So a celebrity. Why? Why? Why the boxing? Why? Uh, what, David, it'll be great. We'll do a training do, video. We can't, I'll we, have you chasing a chicken. If you can catch this, you can catch <laughs> Grease Lightning, kid. Can we do like a thumb wrestling? I'm really good at thumb wrestling. I'd beat your ass in thumb wrestling. All right. You, oh yeah. I'll challenge you to a thumb wrestling match. Let's do it for charity. We'll do it at an event. Okay. Hell, hell. How about this? How about I said we'll, we'll put this. You're going to be down there WrestleMania weekend, correct? Tampa. We'll be in Tampa. I'll be at the convention as well as I'm running a wrestling revolver show. My vision of professional wrestling. Let's put it on the books. Sammy Callahan, Dave LaGreca, thumb wrestling match as an extra thing. All money going to charity. All right. I'll I'll do it if you let me be the ring announcer for one match at your show. Deal. All right. Wow. I'm, I'm also see. I have a really bad problem with talk show and YouTube people right now because I'll actually be wrestling Simon Miller from What Culture on that day as well. I'm beating his ass. So you wait, wait. You said you had a problem with us. I don't understand. What do you I mean? I just don't like talk shows. Why? <laughs> you did a good job when you did it on the Jericho cruise. Yeah, I'm really good at everything I do. He was drunk. Yeah, was you were drunk. fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Four days of buffet and booze. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely a good look. All right, tonight, tomorrow night, the Melrose Ballroom, ODB Appreciation Day, Impact Wrestling. Be a part of it, of course. Watch Impact Wrestling every single Tuesday night on Access TV. And the must-watch guy on any show is your Impact World Heavyweight Champion. That is Sammy Callahan. Sammy, thank you so much for the time. The draw, Sammy Callahan. You messed it up again. Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow, make sure you're there because you watch me knock out or submit Ken Shamrock's old ass right in front of everybody. World's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. I think that's right. Be a little respectful. I mean, the guy says dangerous. But wait, 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 wait. Don't let him go. I want Sammy. Let me ask you this: If 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 a guy is Ken Shamrock still credible if he takes a dick flip? Hundred percent. You know why? Because professional wrestling is Game of Thrones. Professional wrestling is melodrama. Professional wrestling can be anything that we want at this point. You know why? Because back in the Attitude Era, the Undertaker struck a man with a lightning bolt. Kane shot a fireball out of his fingertips. At this point, I don't think anything is too over the line. And I think people need to just sit back, shut up, and enjoy some professional wrestling for what it is. All right. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.